The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, good morning and welcome to the Friday edition of the Source of Truth podcast and happy Friday as we are finishing out the week together. And I appreciate you taking time to join with me this week as we have been ev- evaluating the really the finishing the rest of chapter three of Ecclesiastes. And I hope it's been a help to you. I know studying it has been encouragement to me. It's been a help, sometimes even a challenge. And I hope that it's been a help to you as you follow along and hopefully we can be an encouragement to you. Now, as we finish the week together, I invite you to join us Sunday. This coming Sunday, we will have our two services on Palm Sunday. We have our Sunday morning service at 10 o'clock. And uh, so great time of worship. There's a children's church and there's things and a nursery and all that's available. There's even uh, interpretation for the deaf, if you know someone like that. And then our Friday evening, or excuse me, Sunday evening service starts at five o'clock. And so both of those would be this Sunday, Sunday morning at 10, Sunday night at five. And uh, we invite you to join us. If for some reason you'd like to join us, but you can't make it here in person, we'll be live streaming both of those services on our website at bensalembaptist.org, our Facebook page or our YouTube channel. And we'd love to have you join us. Today, we're going to finish up the last few verses of Ecclesiastes chapter 3. So if you're following along, we're in Ecclesiastes chapter 3. We're going to begin in verse 16. I'm going to read the section of scripture and then I'll go through and we'll unpack uh, the few verses together. Verse 16, Solomon says, And moreover, I saw under the sun a place of judgment, that wickedness was there, and the place of righteousness, that iniquity was there. I said in mine heart, God shall judge the righteous and the wicked, for there is a time there for every purpose and for every work. I said in mine heart concerning the estate of the sons of men, that God might manifest them, and that they might see that they themselves are beasts. For that which befalleth the sons of men befalleth beasts, even one thing befalleth them. As the one dieth, so dieth the other, yea, they have all one breath, so that a man hath no preeminence above a beast, for all is vanity." And go and all go unto one place, all are all are of dust, and all turn to dust again. Who knoweth the spirit of man that goeth upward, and the spirit of the beast that goeth downward to the earth? Wherefore I perceive that there is nothing better than that a man should rejoice in his own works, for that is his portion, for who shall bring him to see what shall be after him? So again we continue. Solomon again, you know, he continues to talk about the aspect of vanity and emptiness and things in this world. And one of the things that he's referencing, or the key things he's referencing in the last few verses here, is a level of frustration in the wickedness that he sees in the world. Now, you think about our world today, and there's no doubt there's a lot of wickedness, there's a lot of hate, a lot of injustice, and a lot of just enough to make you frustrated. It seems like Good would prevail and bad would not. And every once in a while, the people who claim to want to really want to do the good, you find that they're kind of using it for their own right. And someone wants to do right, but it needs to be done their way. And it's easy for us to become frustrated looking at the world. It's not fair. You know, you look at, you know, we talked yesterday about kind of going to movies and fictional stories. You kind of go to superheroes. And the one reason we like going to these is because they often say the good always wins, the bad always loses, and you come the other end, thank you. But unfortunately in life, it just doesn't always happen that way. And what he's stating in here, it's a level of truth. One of the things that is so true in life today, and it can be discouraging, is the fact that you look at life and you see, why does it seem like the good just seem to get away with it? You know, if they can afford a better lawyer or whatever, or they don't seem to get caught, or they know somebody, and, uh, and it just seems like sometimes the good aren't always winning and the bad aren't always losing. 
And be very careful that we don't jump into what we call social justice. We can get really caught up, and I'm not against it. But as a Christian, our job is not to fix the social problems of the world from a political standpoint. Here's what I believe is the truth. Many people fall into the social injustices of the world because they haven't seen the true answer. The true answer is not in more money. It's not in better education, not in politics. I think there is some good in a lot of all of that. The answer is found in Jesus. And I, I know that sounds trite and, well, you're just trying to prove your point. Well, no, that's the truth. It is the truth. Whether we like it or not, it is the truth. And how do I know that? For centuries, we've tried to throw more money and more education at something, and it's not solving the problem. And the further we get away, as our culture has from God, the, things, the worse things get. So we can, just looking at it logically, it's obviously, the more we say get God out of it, the worst the worse the world gets. It's just a, a more immoral, amoral it gets. So what we see here is it's easy for us. And you've got a cynic here. You've got Solomon as a cynic saying, I'm just really done. I've, I've gone to, I've got the money. I've tried to do all these things and it doesn't solve. Why? Because here's what I believe to be a simple truth. Man outside of God, in and himself, they have this, this, this evil heart. The Bible says in Jeremiah, the man of heart the heart of man is desperately wicked who can know it. You know, the world wants us to say, by nature, we're all naturally good. And the Bible just says that's not true. The heart of man, the natural heart of man, they're part of them. If, if, the, if we believe that we would never get caught for what we did, the things that would come up, they're not good. And so, unfortunately, we do see in the world that good does not always prevail and wrong sometimes gets away. So what do you do with that? Well, he gives us some simple thoughts in these verses that help him to understand some truth in this. And so again, in verse 16, he states the obvious, I saw under the sun the place of judgment, that wickedness was there, and the place of righteousness, that iniquity was there. And in, in, in the place of judgment, in good places, and in places where there should be good, there's iniquity. He goes, I just see the emptiness. I, I'm cynical because I see that no matter where I'm looking, I see wickedness. Verse 6, 17, I said in my heart, God shall judge the righteous and the wicked. For there is a time there for every purpose and for every word. So he looks back and he says, as much as I can become cynical and frustrated over the injustices of the world, I have an encouragement because God is not oblivious to what's going on. God is not unaware. Now, here's what happens, and this is sometimes why we can become frustrated, and especially sometimes why the world becomes frustrated with the idea of God and solving the problem. We look at it and say, well, God must be unaware because a good God would never let what we see in the world happening. Well, here's, here's the one major problem I have with that thought. We say, if God was good, he would do this. And so here's what we're saying. God needs to be what I think is good. And if God won't do what I think is good, if God won't fit into the mold that I want it to be, then I don't want God. Well, then you are God. You are. Humanism becomes the center of your life. You're no longer saying, God, what are you doing? You're saying, God, why aren't you doing what I want? Well, when you think about it, how arrogant is that? Now think about this. Your thinking's not the same of everybody's. And so you've got 100 people in the room. Now you have 100 different views of God. Well, no wonder we struggle because we have 100 different truths. If God were good, he would do what I think. Well, I don't always think good. If God were good, he'd take care of my enemy. Well, what if you're someone else's enemy? You've you got to really think that from the point of view. So we can't look at that from that point of view. We have to stop and say, a good God will do. Now, here's the thing you look at. God will one day deal with justice. He will deal with the injustice. He will bring the equity that we all strive for one day under his rule. We have to look and realize that the reason the world is falling apart is not that God doesn't care. God has given us a free will. He's given Satan freedom, and he's given us a free will. Sin is part of life, and God, the world's falling apart because of us. Our, our human nature is wrong, and we need to stop sometimes. And so he describes in the next few verses that exact 
truth. He says in verse number 18, I said in my heart concerning the estate of the sons of men that God might manifest them, that they might see that they themselves are beasts. He says, this isn't about him. This is about that men would see themselves as they are. Verse 19, for that which befalleth the sons of men befall beasts. Every one that befalleth them as one that dieth, so dieth the other. Yea, that all have one breath, so that man hath no preeminence above a beast for all his vanity. Without God, we're no different than the animals. Now, that's the way the world goes. We can live any way we want because we're no different than the beast. Well, if we see ourselves that way, then of course we're going to treat ourselves horribly. He says we, we need to view, again, go back to seeing if we look at the world from the human standpoint, we're going to struggle. We have to see that this is, God is trying, Solomon's trying to describe this is the way man thinks, and this is why we struggle so much. Let's go to verse 20. And, and, um, I think, and verse 20, 19, for that which befall the sons of... No, I'm sorry, I was wrong. Verse 20, there it is. And all go into one place, all are dust, all turn to dust again. Who knoweth the spirit of man that goeth upward, and the spirit of the beast that goeth downward to earth? Now here's what he's saying at this point. He says, you know, when an animal dies, it goes a different place than a man. Now, a simple principle is that we need to view this world very differently. If we, if we, we, the problem is, he's trying to say that the re, God's going to bring judgment ultimately, but what we need to realize is the problem comes down to human nature. Human nature outside the power of Holy Spirit to help us is by itself not good. You say, well, I, I disagree with that. No, if, again, if I were to ask the question, if you could do anything you wanted, you knew you'd never get caught. The problem is we never run to the good we would do in that scenario. If we thought we'd never get caught, we generally run to the negative. So how do we come from encouragement in this? As we finish the week together, how do you find encouragement when you're, yeah, this is horrible. One, remember, God is aware, and this is, this is not how it ends. God's got a plan. God, God is going, all this injustice we see, God will punish it. God will deal with it. No, it's not going to be in our timing because our timing means we want it done now. God will deal with it. In the same case, God given us an opportunity through his love to do good. So we do good, let God deal with the rest and trust his plan. His plan includes giving people freedom, which includes injustice, unfortunately. So we do our best to be filled with the Spirit and to follow God and to let Him use us as good in this earth and not follow that natural and say, Lord, what can I do to be good? God's got a plan. He knows what He's doing, and He can use you to be part of that plan if you allow Him to. Focus on that. Focus on His good. And don't focus on, unfortunately, the negatives of the world that are there. God knows He's going to deal with it, and He's got a plan for us, even in this time of injustice. Thank you so much for the wonderful opportunity you've given to me this week to be part of your day, be part of your week. I hope it's a help. I hope it's an encouragement. One of the things I've learned in Ecclesiastes is we just have to look at it and realize that Solomon states sometimes life is not always easy. And, uh, and I wish, you know, we can do our best to change that culture and be a good in that. Uh, but unfortunately, until God comes back, it's going to continue that way. But we can be part of the good. And God's put us here to do that. May we strive to do that. Again, thanks for joining us this week. Give me a chance to be part of your day, a part of your life. It's a great, it's a great privilege of mine. And I appreciate it. Again, join us and invite you to join us on Sunday, 10 o'clock in the morning, 5 in the evening, either in person or online. And we hope we can be an encouragement to you there to, to you through that service as well. Thanks for joining us this week.